You must be the new employee. Welcome to Lockheed Martin. Come on in. Uh, this is you're in the F thirty five program, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no. This is the right. This is the right place. Um, just over here. Come on. Uh, you got your desk here. Uh, we just got you an Alienware laptop. I hope that's all right. Um, we also bought you those four hundred dollar MacBook wheels or the Mac server wheels. Didn't get you a Mac server for them, though, so if you don't like them, you can just toss them straight in the bin. Uh, let's see what else we got here at Lockheed Martin, the F-35 program. Um, so, lunch is a la carte. Um, that's fine. Or if you don't like anything on the menu, just take the company credit card and go down, you know, wherever the fuck you want. It's, it's cool. No one's, really, no one's really looking after this stuff. So, um, we usually rock in about uh, 10, head home about 4... But make sure you put ten hours on your on your timesheet, because uh, they will be paid <laughs> over time. Um, yeah. Hey. So I'm I'm Theo. Um, I'm working on the I'm developer. So I'm working on the um, on the UI for the for the you know the fucking screens and stuff they get in their in their helmet. Um, yeah. Got to tell you, <laughs> it's not really. <laughs> <sighs> You want to yeah um <clears throat> sorry uh but uh yeah let's let's do a quick whip around we'll go a quick quick whip around the uh around the office go down to the hangar uh we're gonna see uh oh here's Andrew so Andrew's the guy that um staple guns all of the stealth material onto the plane and makes sure it doesn't fall off mid flight uh it does still. He's still falling off mid-flight, though, isn't that right, Andrew? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, <laughs> good, good to meet you. Nice. Uh, I got a little mini fridge down here. That yeah, can Lockheed... you throw me one of them? Yeah, all right. I'll grab one Gonna of these want, bad boys. One, one for the new starter as well. Lockheed Martin puts it all in the credit card, and that goes straight to you, the taxpayer. And that's the way we like it around here, man. Um, I don't know how good the stealth stuff works, like in flight, because I'll be honest with you, the staples are not doing the job once you get up to speed. Uh, don't really know what else to do about that. Not putting a lot of time and resources into figuring it out because, to be honest, I spend a fair bit of my time uh, tucking the stealth material into my backpack to take home. And I'm working on a stealth suit there. Uh, it plays a big part in my uh, peeping tomery, <laughs> uh, my my panty raids, things of that nature. And I gotta say, like it's it's working pretty good. In like a dark environment, up a tree, uh, outside the window of some sexy coeds, mm-hmm. you know. So, if plus you get those billable hours, billable hours, and plus, like every time I take some of the shit out, nobody gets mad. They just say, "Better order some more." Probably fell off. Put fell on off the, the plane again. Put on, fell off the plane. Get some more. Hey, Andrew, could you get us in some more? I ordered twice as much. Everybody's happy. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, the, the cost went up uh, double, so... Yeah. Uh, that sucks, man, but... Uh, what are you going to do? Make it cheaper? It's not really uh. our thing. And, uh, all right, well, um, while we're here, um, Lucy's also here in the hangar. Um, Lucy, you're in charge of making sure that the pilots don't uh, die of, like, oxygen starvation up there, like all the tubes and stuff work. Oh, yeah, hey, man. Hey, <laughs> How's that going for you? This job's, like, really very chill. I, you know, <laughs> I'm taping stuff up. I chat to the pilots sometimes. It's, uh, we've got a, got a ping pong table here. <laughs> and sometimes they come free, back alive. Exactly. But, uh, you know, we've got free beers on Friday. Sometimes management orders us some Domino's pizza. I'm really enjoying my time here. You've got to say, it is a pretty sweet gig here. I it think is a pretty we've, sweet we've gig. Got, you know, when you get on a... When you get on a gravy train, you don't really want to get off. You don't want to just ride that, ride that as long as you can. That's um, right. If you can, hey, like, uh, hey, do you guys want to carpool to Terry's funeral on the weekend? Who's <laughs> Terry, I love man? Those, I love those <laughs> test pilots, but um, it is it is hard to remember their names around here because it seems like you know you're just meeting Terry. And then That's right. You pass around I, the card, signing a yep. card for Terry's wife. Or I know why the card I know has you to be guys, so big. <laughs> every day. <laughs> I know you guys want that on your uh, on your score sheet, but that one actually belongs to us. Uh, we got one of the j- new juniors, and uh, he got the thing, you know, the the program around the wrong way. I told him it goes 
um, it goes canopy first and then ejector seat. Oh, it kind of got it switched oh, around. Yeah, we're not really, easy mistake to make. Easy we're mistake. not really watching. Uh, so, I mean, the canopy did go off eventually, but only the pieces that were still left after Terry had been shot through at like Mark 0.8. I think that's a win, though, because it shows that the canopy works. It shows the canopy works. The code is still running. It didn't crash. Yeah. There's no exception. You know what the problem is? Is that it's long enough between test flights, right? That when you come back to it and you look at the program, you say... Oh, no, which way around? Oh, which was this? this? Yeah. And well, we surely... more comments in. Surely, because there was such an issue with the last time, I must have come straight back and swapped it around. And I don't want to swap it back. No. So I'm going to leave it as is. Get it wrong. Absolutely. And then you send next Terry up there, you know? <laughs> Terry too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're all having a great time here. Uh, we're loving our job at here at... The F-35 program at Lockheed Martin uh, announced to all take a big sip of our drink and check the premier news source for plain news. Uh, that's right. It's plainly speaking. Oh, no, I wasn't ready. <laughs> that's fine. We'll do it in post. We'll remember it in post. <laughs> uh, this is your captain speaking. Please return your seats to their upright positions as we are coming in hot on another edition of Plainly Speaking. Now, it is, it is so cool that we're all here working on possibly the single most expensive thing in human history. And expensive um, generally means really good, right? Really, really effective, good. useful. I like, to think, I like to think of these as premium aircraft. That's right. <laughs> oh, we'll get, we'll get to that. Uh, but sometimes <laughs> expensive things are worse. Um, and I'm just opening up this little article here from Forbes. The U.S. Air Force just admitted the F-35 stealth fighter has failed. Who could have thought? Fuck. <laughs> We've certainly never mentioned this before. <laughs> Oopsie doopsie. Um, so, the US Air Force's top officer wants the service to develop an affordable, lightweight fighter to replace hundreds of Cold War vintage F-16s and complement a small fleet of sophisticated but costly and unreliable stealth fighters. Does this sound familiar to anybody yet? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, the result would be a high-low mix of expensive fifth-generation F-22s and F-35s and inexpensive fifth-generation minus jets, explained Air Force Chief of Staff General Charles Brown Jr., possibly on his last day in the office. Um, That's real. This guy got that real Charlie Brown energy. <laughs> <laughs> Ho hum! If that sound, if that plan sounds familiar, it's because the Air Force a generation ago launched development of an affordable, lightweight fighter to replace hundreds of Cold War vintage F-16s and complement a small future fleet of sophisticated but costly and unreliable stealth fighters. But I feel over- like they they really they really missed the mark on that affordable part. Mm. Didn't they? Mm. they 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 did. It was sort of like you know when you get in a project and and you get so far and you kind of Look around, you go, fuck, what, what, what was the point of this again? How did we get here? Hmm. Um, and, of course, uh, the article is talking about the F-35 still. Uh, the 25-ton stealth warplane has become the very problem it was supposed to solve. Now America needs a new fighter to solve the F-35 problem, officials said. So uh, now that I've got my hand in the tar patch... I'll point a bullet out with the other hand. <laughs> um, so with a sticker price of around $100 million per plane, including the engine, the F-35 is expensive. So just as a little fun note, so, so the F-35, again, was supposed to be the cheap option that replaced F-16s and A-10s um, to run alongside the F-22. So F-22, premium. Uh, the F-35, uh, just, the, just the value range, the pizza. It's, uh, it's a, your Hawaiian of planes, apparently. Huh. But it now costs $100 million per plane, and the F-22 sticker price is about $138 million. You um, actually... Um, sorry, I've just got to take issue here. You cannot get the Hawaiian from the value range at Domino's. It God. is, however... That is so cheap. true. Mm. Yeah, you, you can get Did a... Did they up-spec it? You can get a ham and cheese. Uh, you can get a classic margarita. You mm. can get uh, a pepperoni. But then you've got to move up into the traditional range to get a Hawaiian. Gotcha. But it is mm. cheaper to order a ham and cheese from the value range and have them add pineapple. Which Although, is what I think they were supposed to be doing, right? But then they yeah. just kept adding onions, olives, 
chicken seafood that's going to cost you mm-hmm. uh the problem is if you order it like that from domino's they will make the pizza sarcastically <laughs> oh absolutely i've i have been there <laughs> uh and that it 100 happens um so, with stealthy and brimming high-tech sensors, it's also maintenance-intensive, buggy, and unreliable. We've really got to, got to work on that. That kind of sounds like an us issue. Um, the F-35 is not a low-cost, lightweight fighter, said Dan Ward, former Air Force program manager uh, and the author of some bullshit book. Um, the F-35 is a Ferrari, Brown told reporters last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You don't drive your Ferrari to work every day. You only drive it on Sundays. This Why is our... Why did I get a Ferrari then? Well, because we, we didn't want to drive the Lamborghini on, you know, on a Wednesday. I saw a, I saw a Lamborghini uh, Huracan, however you say that, uh, at the Kipax shops the other day. Very out of place. Don't know what that it's, means. It's at not the, what the place. Shop? Like, just down, <laughs> at my, just, just down at my local shops out the front of, like, the Club Lime gym. Oh, no, no, that makes sense. I mm-hmm. assume it's whoever owned the Club Lime mm-hmm. Gym or deals steroids to everyone in the Club and Lime Gym. And they love just <laughs> parking directly out front. Yeah. Um, he says, I want to moderate how much we're using those aircraft, Brown said. So you know how you've got this expensive stuff, um, and mm-hmm. the more expensive it is, the less you want to use it. So is this guy basically saying that like um, he's, he's, he's doing the equivalent of putting... Like the the plastic on the couch, they're you know? absolutely throwing the plastic down on these bad boys. Yeah, um, hey, hey, you're not paid, getting any cum on these F thirty fives. I paid good money for this TV. I'm not just going to take the remote out of the plastic bag mm-hmm. that came in. You crazy? You lose all the resale value on that F thirty five. Lose all the resale value of your F thirty five. Um. So just a quick note there as well with them moderating how much we're using those aircraft. I looked it up. Um, the hourly, the per hour cost of running an F thirty five is somewhere in the region of sixty thousand US dollars. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Every hour, and remember, we're not at war. I mean, no. in we we might be in Iraq still, but where the F thirty five flying? Most of the places, we're not at war. We're just we're just flying around the fucking Gulf, just doing whatever. You just got to have you, your F thirty five just sitting there. But you know, you've got to have your F thirty five, and you don't want it. You got it. If you've got it and you don't use it, they'll take it away. But if you use it too much, then you'll blow your budget for next year. So you really want to find the fine line right in the middle there of using it just the right amount to uh, justify the $100 million price tag. Every now and then. Every now and then you've got to spend $60,000 for the hour it takes to send Terry 3 up and crush his skull Mm -hmm. on the canopy. (laughs) You don't want that kerosene getting stale in the tanks. No. Got to turn the engine over every now turn and then. Turn the engine over. <laughs> <laughs> he likes it. Oh. Needs that uh, F-35 engine warm. Uh, hence the need for a new low-end fighter to pick up the slack in day-to-day operations. Today, the Air Force's roughly 1,000 F-16s meet that need, but the flying branch hasn't bought a new F-16 from Lockheed since 2001. The F-16s are old. Um, i just point out, F-16 from Lockheed Martin. The F-22, the... the plane they're trying to produce a cheap version of also from a lockheed martin and the f-22 um and stop me if you've heard this one before um ended up going way over over budget Mm -hmm. way over time the unit price is way higher than it should have been and yet lockheed martin just we just keep getting paid apparently you know, they keep you signing know, those well, checks. There's a new one. There's an F-35. So what's the there problem? There is an F-35. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know what I hear when you say all that? I hear that we are dominating the market. Cha-ching. <laughs> we are going gangbusters. We are absolutely smashing it. And uh, it. we'll probably just stay that way forever, it. really. Crushing it. I think so. We are crushing it. Um, so in his last interview b- before leaving his post in January, Will Roper, the Air Force's top acquisition official, floated the idea of new F-16 orders, but Brown shot down the idea, saying he doesn't want more of the classic planes. Sick of these boring <laughs> classic planes. Uh, never mind the fact that we're not actually up against anyone. I mean, I think, you know, everyone knows it's to show China that we're... We could be up against them. We could be up against them. If we you. wanted to be. We, we don't, unless you want to be. Look, I don't want to fight. Hey, 
I don't want to. If any, hey, I don't want to no, fight. I'm good. Let's be friends. Hey, do you want to fight? I don't want to fight. Hey, if you did want to fight, though, like I'd be ready for it. <laughs> uh, I know all the all the moves. It's uh, it's Marvin, your cousin. <laughs> Marvin Lockheed Martin. <laughs> you know that new plane you're looking for? <laughs> how how different does the plane have to be, really? Oh, is this going to be is this going to be the Homer Simpson designed car of the plane? Well, world? It, it's become. <laughs> and they, we'll get into this a little bit. Um, well, who knows what the fuck the next thing's going to be? But um, so the 17 ton non stealthy F16 is too difficult to upgrade with the latest software. Brown explained. Uh, instead of ordering fresh F-16s, they should initiate a clean sheet design for a new low-end fighter. So, you know, when at work, when someone's just like, oh, we should just do a rewrite of the whole software stack. Mm-hmm. Um, that always goes extremely well, uh, except this is to shoot Hellfire missiles into countries we're not even really sure um, we're at war, at war with. Um, so, Brown's comments are a tacit admission that the F-35 has failed. Uh, as conceived in the 1990s, the program was supposed to produce thousands of fighters to displace almost all of the existing tactical warplanes in the inventories of the Air Force, Navy, and Marine Corps. And this is where they went wrong. Um, I think this is at the core of the issue, except, I mean, apart from the fact that the whole American military just serves to enrich defense contractors. Uh, this specifically, um, so... They wanted nearly 1,800 F-35s to replace aging F-16s and A-10s and constitute the low end of a low-high fighter mix with 180 twin-engine F-22s making up the high end. But they baked failure into the F-35's very concept. Uh, They tried to make it do too much, said some dipshit. Um, There's a small wing version for land-based operations, a big wing version for the Navy's catapult-equipped aircraft carriers, and for the small-deck assault ships, the Marines lied in, uh, right in a vertical landing model with a downward blasting lift engine. They're Which, just talking about the one from Avatar, right? They are one hundred percent talking about the one from Avatar. Um, it's really cool. Um, it could just like go up and down by itself. It Why also it we're also talking about a two and a half million, two and a half trillion dollar program, but it can go up and down. What's this just catapult? Like, <laughs> Why does uh, so the aircraft carry have a catapult? What's well, so to to um because it's not oh, long like the, enough. The slingshot thing. The slingshot uh, thing, right? Yeah, so it's okay. not a an aircraft carrier runway is not long enough for a plane um, often to take off by itself. So they just right, hook so it on and they give it a little boost. Catapult. Yeah. Okay. They give it a there's little hoop. There's a, a great big key, and everybody has to kind of hang onto it and push it around, wind it right up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sl- slot a plane in, and away you go. And away you go. The other uh, model, the other model has one of those like long zip tie looking things. You hold on to one end of it and pull really hard. <laughs> um, so basically, like every arm of the uh, American Defense Force got involved in this and said, "Yeah, I want that," but it also has to be the plane that I want. <laughs> so they made three different versions of this fucking thing, and none of them work because um, they were supposed to. They were going like, um, I'm just going off the top of my head here, but. I think initially they envisioned something like 90% parts commonality between them. So you've just got this plane, this one's a little bit shorter, and this one's, you know, got the up-down thing, but they're mostly the same. Last I saw, it's something like 60% commonality between them. So they're not really even the same plane. They tried to make three planes at once, and they ended up making zero planes. Very, very smart. That's good business. It's so um, good how much money we give to the it's military. So, it's <laughs> so good. We ch- we've chosen to do this instead of... <laughs> Literally stopping world hunger. <laughs> did so you? Good. We could have just given one trillion dollars to the Chinese and go, "Hey, hey, I'll be your best friend. I'll yeah. give you half of the amount we we're going to spend on this." Um, did you guys see that today? Um, so you know how the last like uh, couple of weeks has been a lot of debate about like how much the uh, job seeker rate should be increased by, yep. mm-hmm. and the government settled on like two pennies. They said, oh, you can rub them together. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> sure did. Uh, yep. So we, we were talking, I mean, the the, the line was um, $80 a day, right? And we ended up getting an additional 25 a week. Is that correct? $3.57 per day extra. Yeah. Lord. Which is still a cut from what it is right now. <laughs> yeah. So they, they want, the government wants to be able to say, 
we are increasing we're the first government to increase yep. the, the rate that we're giving so like unemployed benefits um in however many decades but they're also letting the uh they're also letting like the what do you call the the subsidy the the increase that they did yeah, um, COVID during supplement. the pandemic mm-hmm. yeah the covid subsidy they're letting that lapse so it's going down by a bunch it's and going down and then they're saying, but we're increasing it by this much. So what it washes out at is three dollars fifty a day. It's twenty five bucks a week, you know. It's five lattes. Yeah, which is uh, very Think depressing. Of it that way. Very depressing. And um, today, a, a thing was passed in Parliament. That is was, where we pass things generally. Sounds right. Uh, <laughs> I just I I don't I don't pay attention enough in stories to whether it's Parliament or the Senate, but um, right. But it was a $500 million funding increase to the war memorial. And oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And every single person in there, except for Andrew Wilkie, voted in favor of it. Oh. Well, you got to respect your troops. It's the gotta, most important maybe thing. An, maybe we should do a whole bit on that. Um, because it's it's grifts all the way down. It's so bad. <laughs> so not, much even, not even giving any fucking money to troops. Like I know that this is I know this is the same tired shit everybody says, but it's like if you actually gave a fuck about troops, maybe like I don't know, put some sort of money into like a rehab for people who've been injured or oh, therapy no. for the people who have PTSD or doing something about all the people who commit suicide every year or any of that shit. But no, we want to really put some polish on that big murder museum. Yeah, $500 million, which is like a quarter of the money that they're spending, you know, to give this fuck all increase to to job seeker. Yeah. So that's cool. Mm, you know what else is cool? We, as Australia, uh, expects, uh, expect 72 or more F-35s to be ordered. <laughs> so that's, uh, I am just doing some quick back of the envelope maths there but it, but it is around 10 billion dollars worth of f-35s what are we gonna do with them like what are we going to do with them they're just gonna fucking sit there they're gonna do exercises that's all that they're for we we as a nation uh truly are just the most cucked ridiculous dumping ground we are yeah. so pathetic. stupid for, for, mili- so for military for, yeah for military projects that don't fucking work yeah like the entire submarine situation. Everything we, we have is just trash. <laughs> it's all like fucking generations old. It's just stuff that somebody else is fucking offloading. We're, we are the people like buying stolen fur coats out of the back of like a mafia member's <laughs> van, yeah. you know? No, I, I just Louis thought Vuitton of what it handbag. is. So, so America has just purchased a shiny new 3DO. And we've gone, oh, fucking... 3DO is it is it cheap? No 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 no. It's a, are there are there any any games to play on it? Uh, not really. <laughs> We're working mm, on those. <laughs> working on those. But you've got a 3DO, right? Yeah, I've got a 3DO. And so Australia thinks, oh, you know, maybe, yeah, better get one. Maybe maybe I better get one of those uh, one of those cool 3DOs instead of buying a. Sony PlayStation. Yeah, I need play. a Sega oh. Dreamcast. Yeah, that's when America <laughs> says, "Oh, we'll we'll sell you our 3DO for eight hundred dollars." Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that's more than it was new. Um, so fucking, they've got all this shit. They keep adding to this plane. Um, they only have two hundred and fifty of the jets now. Fifteen years after it first flew, this thing was in in development for decades. It's been 15 years since it last flew. They've only made 250 of these fucking things. Again, most probably most expensive thing in human history. Um, of course, we should be happy that there aren't more of these things flying around, but, you know... Like, Crash, crashing into each other in the sky. Crashing into each other. <laughs> right. uh, um, you know, but it doesn't, it doesn't get the money back. Uh, and we'll, we never will. Um, so... <laughs> This is where I think it gets really funny. Um, so Pentagon leaders hinted that um, as part of the U.S. military's shift in focus towards peer threats, that is Russia and China, very cool, we want to be at war with them for sure, uh, the Navy and Air Force might get bigger shares of the U.S. military's roughly $700 billion annual budget, all at the Army's expense. 
If we're going to pull the trigger on a new fighter, now's probably the time, Grazier said. The Air Force could end F-35 production after just a few hundred examples. Who, who of us haven't, haven't just given up on a project? <laughs> Gone like we work on it forever. <laughs> put, put like hours and hours into this uh, prog rock epic um, that's nine discs long. Uh, and you listen back to it and it's garbage. It's dog shit, the whole thing. And you go, well... I tried. Yeah, it's very I, relatable. America <laughs> tried. They really tried. I'm smart because I give up very quickly. I don't. Oh, I don't. Oh, waste, I don't have the time to fail anymore. <laughs> I don't waste a trillion dollars. I write uh, the first page of a dude where's my car style screenplay <laughs> and read it back to myself and then go no, um, no, no, thank you, no. Um. So they say it's an open question whether the Air Force will ever succeed in developing a light, cheap fighter. The new low-end jet could suffer the same fate as the last low-end jet, the F-35. (laughs) (laughs) Steadily gain weight, complexity and cost until it becomes, well, a high-end jet. Um, So they finish it off by saying, you know, maybe in the year 2041, (laughs) we might be saying the same thing about the new F-36. So it's sort of like... It's sort of like if uh, Sisyphus rolling the rolling the hill up, uh, the rolling the rock up the hill, costs fifty six million thousand dollars per hour to roll that that rock, and then at the top just goes well. That was a big expensive rock to push up the hill. Um, better try. I'll let that go. Better try. Better try again. If at first you don't succeed, or or at second I guess you don't succeed, or all the other times, um, just keep. Just keep giving more money to Lockheed Martin. They deserve it. That's right. Bonuses all round, everybody. Welcome to Bunta Vista's freemium free brewery. All month long, we're giving you, the disgusting public, access to our premium patron-only episodes. That's right. Not one, but two episodes a week. And if you get hooked on your bi-weekly dose of a filthy drug called podcast... You can become a patron with access to our full catalogue of over 300 episodes at patreon.com slash Vista. You can quit anytime you want. Podcasts sound addictive and we can't be held responsible. Everyone's a winner during freemium freebrewery. Uh, hmm. Go on. <laughs> Go on then. What you got here? Speaking of mm-hmm. riding something unfortunate that you don't want to ride. Speaking of useless <laughs> appendages, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, getting, that's getting, getting better, there. getting better. Um, Theo, you, you want to workshop that? Um, sp- oh, sp- speak- too tired. Speaking of things that sounded good when someone was just describing it to you, but later on when you're seeing evidence of it, turns out to be completely worthless. All there right, you go. go on sure. then. Men. <laughs> Men's penises, and they're sending them pictures of you in this week's Paging Dr. Lucy. If you find that you are having a little relationship trouble, just to pick up your telephone and dial it on the double. Call 1-800-317-5155 Now you're paging Dr. Lucy Man, that is a jazzy tune <laughs> I was absolutely vibing to that just now Me too Gotta love it um, Now Lucy, normally you're offering some advice mm. For what men can do with their penises <laughs> Am I? <laughs> sure But Today you have some research for us. We have some science here today. Hit, hit us, hit, blind us with some science. You know? I will. Bl- oh, this one really. <laughs> this is a whole thing <laughs> that, um, that Ben put in the chat. Some real research that's been going on from SciPost, which is apparently a website. New psychology research reveals men's motives for sending unsolicited dick pics. No way of knowing. There's no way of knowing. Apparently, there is a way of knowing. Was this was this the mystery that needed solving? I feel or? like this is. I feel like maybe some people started some research a long time ago, and <laughs> by the time that came out, they were like, "Well, it's it's exactly what we thought it was." Well, you got to get um, the data, right? <laughs> you got to if you've got a hypothesis, you got to 
Got to test that bad boy. You have to test a hypothesis. You can't have an untested hypothesis. A scientist got like a couple of dick pics and they were like, what is behind this? What is happening here? And in the course of doing the study, they received another 6,000 dick pics. (laughs) Well, would you believe men who send unsolicited images of their private parts primarily do so with the hopes of receiving either similar images or sexual interactions in return? According Whoa. to a new study Shut it down. published in the Journal of Sex Research. Really it's shaking things up here. <laughs> getting getting some real insights into the reply guy mentality. Yeah, amazing. Uh, we were interested in this topic because until now, there had not been any empirical research into the motives men have for sending unsolicited pictures of their genitals. There were plenty mm-hmm. of hypotheses, theoretical musings and anecdotal postulations, but no actual scientific investigation, said study author Corey L. Peterson of Kwantlen Polytechnic University and founder of the Orgasm Research Lab, which uh, Ben has helpfully put in the notes, stands for Observations and Research in Sexuality Matters. In gender and... Uh, oh, right. Matters. In gender and sexuality matters. So that makes more sense. Have a little bit of fun with it. Hey, nice yeah. orgasm. Can I have a little look at that for you? You want me to... Want to put that under the microscope? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to scope out. I'm going to take out my jeweler's loop. Check. <laughs> have, a, have a peep at that orgasm for you. Really doing fun stuff here in the orgasm research lab. <laughs> Get a little, little bit of it between two glass slides. Doesn't doesn't make as much money as those glory hounds over at Lockheed Martin, but you know, we're doing it. No, for they're the com- in it for the. That's right. Yeah, they're, they're in it for the something. glory. We're yeah. we're in it for the community over here at the Orgasm Research Lab. Yep, which is observations and research and gender and sexuality matters. Don't be ridiculous. It's not about orgasms. Calm down. It's not just a fun joke. It's, it's not, not a fun a joke. joke. It's very serious. Uh, in the study, a thousand and eighty-seven heterosexual men. Completed surveys to assess demographic information, narcissism, sexual behavior, sexism, and motivations behind sending genital pictures. About half of the men reported sending unsolicited genital images. The other half did not. Did they? Did they pick the like? I'm confused. Why didn't they just talk to men who had sent unsolicited genital images? Well, because you need a control group. Yeah. You, well, well to do, because further like down they kind of go in into the. Uh, psychology of it and that sort of oh, stuff. And I think right. too, if you're doing, if you're testing the method, you need a group that that They're doesn't asking, who is right. Normal. Why the men did it in the first place? Exactly. Gotcha. You need to be able to like judge one versus the other. You wanna you wanna be able to establish the commonalities past the point of sending the dick picture because yeah. if if you say to somebody, uh, if no to the sending pictures of your, why your, didn't you? Sending in nasty shit. Why don't you, you do that? And if they say woman or something, yeah. If they say things like it's due to being normal, you know. <laughs> right. Although if it's more than fifty percent, who's normal? You know. Yeah, mm. that is a, that is a high number. That is interesting stuff. Well, would you guys believe? Yes. The research has found <laughs> that men who sent unsolicited images tended to be younger, more narcissistic, and more sexist. Huh. Yes. The most common motivation for sending such an image was hoping to receive sexual pictures in return, followed by hoping to turn on the recipient. <laughs> now, Lucy, Love just... the optimism. Just mm. in the name of science, Lucy. Yeah. Um, can I make a wild assumption that you have received an unsolicited yes. dick pic in your life? Yes, I would be... You would be hard-pressed to find a woman on the internet in any form who hadn't, I would assume. Okay, so... What are those DMs looking like? So, to to continue with the scientific method here, on a scale of one to five, mm. where uh, one is somewhat horny and five is extremely horny, how horny Why did is this seeing, the scale? <laughs> how horny did seeing an unsolicited picture of some guy's chode make you? I can't say it has ever made me horny or wanted to send sexual pictures in return. Would you believe? I feel like even, like, so, all right, this is going to be an issue for me and Theo mm. again, as it is any time that we're talking about, like, online dating-related stuff. Um, I feel like there was a, a window of time uh, before I met my wife where I had shown my penis to some people on the internet. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
you you gotta get to a point where somebody has given you some indication that they're interested in it. Yeah, I mean, there's levels of unsolicited. There's sending it to a random woman on Twitter in a DM, and then there's maybe someone that you're flirting with but hasn't explicitly asked you to send that picture. You yeah, know? You, you go straight to yeah, check, you're straight check like, this out. Check this out, yeah. Um, and, then, and then there's like, we're, we're sexting. We're hot sexting. You know? Yeah, and maybe you haven't explicitly asked for it, but here is my penis. Well, I think it's like when you're doing a new project or whatever, you want to get the hardest questions out of the way first, right? <laughs> just like, get it out of the way. <laughs> and it's just like a thing to say, well, look, if I, yes or no, you know, you want to get, get this ticked off, you know, do you like the look of my penis? Yes, no. Very, very quick to get out of the way. You just mm. say, say no and they stop their, wasting their time. And I assume they just go on like normal yes. and they leave you alone at that point. Yep. yep. And well, don't send a whole bunch of crazy sounding follow-up messages. I, I tend to send a picture of my penis along with a short survey. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, does this make you horny, baby? Yeah. Yes or no? Do I make you randy? Yeah, the, the, the options on that multiple choice answer are, um, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, yeah! <laughs> uh, only about 18% of men reported sending unsolicited images for their own satisfaction. Most so it's really men- a self- Selfless act. You're very selfless. Seventy more than seventy percent selfless. You know, mm-hmm. or the, more than yeah, more see, than eighty percent selfless. So, uh, so I wonder how much right this is one of these things. Like, you know how the um, I don't know if I'm just doing urban legend here, but um, you know how the the sort of average size of penis. Uh, idea came down once it stopped being like a self-reported measurement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So right. yeah, I always thought that was a bit high. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I wonder if there is like any sort of similarity here, where if you say to guys, "Oh, did you, did you just send a picture of your dick to somebody who didn't ask to see it uh, for your own gratification?" Or because you hoped that they would be like, ooh, mm. I've, I've never seen a penis before. Ooh. And, like, I I personally think that the, the number who, of people who are sending it because they're just like, yeah, you have to look at my dick now. Like, knowing what well, we get into that. The, we get okay. into that. Oh, you great. would be okay. wrong. <laughs> Most men also hoped to make the person who received the image feel excited or attractive. Uh, hey, women love knowing. I heard you're a bit down. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't worry. You make my penis hard. <laughs> that's that's got to be a nice picker-up on this a Tuesday morning before you go to work. Put that on a Hallmark card. <laughs> mm, well, Peterson told Cypos, people should revel in the importance of science. Disagree. That is, people often <laughs> believe that the main reason men wish men send unsolicited dick pics is because they dislike women or are sexist and wish to anger, shame, or otherwise express their hostility towards women. There we go. Well, he says this study revealed something quite different, but earlier in the piece it did say that the men that sent them were found to have more sexist attitudes. So, mm. maybe you should go back to the fucking lab, bro. Maybe you should put on your fucking glasses and do some more studying, you know? Good grief. This study revealed <laughs> that the main reasons men send dick pics are for those of transaction. As in, I'll show you mine and you show me yours. Yeah, so, or, th- but this is, this is kind of my point though, right? Is that, mm. again, this is a self-reported statistic. These, this mm. is you asked people the question directly. You gave them a range of options to choose from. And one of them was, is it because you fucking hate women? And they went, or is it because? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not that one. It's because I would also like to see somebody's pussy. <laughs> um, yeah, and like, and I, I would, I would say that, like, I would say that in reality, I think that just like doing it as this crapshoot of like, oh, maybe this will be the woman that says, "I was hoping to see a stranger's cock today, and now I'm horny." Mm. Like. I think that even looking at people that way and and treating sending pictures of your dick to strangers in an unsolicited way, because I imagine that there are people who just fucking do it over and over and over again to, like, anybody, you know? Well, you'd have to. Like, why would you just be sending a, your dick to a random stranger unless you're just 
yeah. quantity over quality. It's like guys that are just putting it out there and hoping for just, someone to reply and be like, that's a nice dick. Let's, just just let's ca- go for it. <laughs> just casting that penis out and hoping a reel in a big yeah. fish, you know? But like, I, I guess what I'm saying is that I think that even if in the front of your own brain, you're saying, oh, it's because I'm hoping one of them eventually sees it and says, oh, nice dick. Want a party? I think that it's still reflective of like, of a terrible attitude towards women anyway. Right. It's, I it's, feel like this study is really ignoring that. <laughs> like uh, it says... F- slight mm-hmm. slight diatribe, right? Um, Elna is currently watching... Wife of the show, my wife Elna, is currently... Diatribe from you? Never. <laughs> she is watching Married at First Sight. Uh-huh. Which Little has maths. just begun. Little maths. Uh, so, I've like heard of this show before, but have, haven't really seen the central conceit of play. Theo, are you familiar with this concept? I've I've seen the ads. It's in the name. So yeah, it is really in the name. So it is it is a reality show which is roughly presented as like a social experiment, which it is not. It's a reality TV show. Um, they get uh, a bunch of they get like <laughs> judges on the show. They're ba- <laughs> they're basically like you know uh, like fucking relationship experts and yeah like counselors a, clin- a clinical sexologist they got on now uh-huh. and they look at the profiles of a bunch of people who have uh, entered the show and they say all right we're going to match a bunch of couples up and then these people uh meet each other for the first time at their own wedding when the woman comes up the aisle and they go oh you look yeah, pretty me- good that's not that's not ideal to me i think I think it's Maybe not ideal for a lot a of people. Bit. No, okay. I would prefer a marriage Just to checking. be a different way. <laughs> <laughs> marriage at at least third or fourth sight, you know? <laughs> That's right. Um, it turns out that the reason none of these people are married and are great at relationships is because they're all fucking psychopaths, oddly enough. Oh, but it makes for good TV, it Makes Andrew. for good telly. So, that you know, I was saying to Elder, I might actually be interested in, you know, an actual social experiment, but when you watch this TV show, it has all of the, like, editing and music cues of The Bachelorette and shit, uh, which kind of... Oh, yeah. It's exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> it, it gives you... It, it really undermines your confidence in the scientific method, is what I'm saying. And a thing that has been, like, Ellen has sort of had this on in the background, and I have now heard, like, three or four of the guys on this show get asked, like, what their type is. Or, mm-hmm. oh, when you met me, did you think I was your type? And all of these fucking guys on the show have only described their type as a list of physical attributes that a woman can possess. It's fucking insane to me. They're just like, oh, am I your type? And this guy's like, well, I normally go for like uh, blonde women with blue eyes, pretty tall. I like when they're thin, shit like that. And it's like, gee, I wonder why... (laughs) I wonder why you're a fucking relationship psycho. <laughs> Nobody's mm. out there going like, oh, good personality. Boy, oy, 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 oy. It just, it doesn't happen. This, you want one of the guys. blonde hair. You want uh, before big, I big old knockers. That's right. One of the guys on here legit just said to the woman that he has just been married to at gunpoint. Um, <laughs> he said, she, she was like talking about prior relationships and he said, yeah, no, I was in another relationship, but it didn't work out because she didn't possess like the, some of the qualities that I sort of need in a woman. Mm-hmm. And, he's, yeah. and she's like, yeah. like what? Big hole. And he's like, no, nah, well, I like a woman who's like curvy. I, I need to have a woman <laughs> who has boobs. I'm like, did it take you like three years of dating a fucking woman to realize that her cans weren't large. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, boy. Anyway, my point is that, like, these these are Australian men that we are putting on a TV show mm. and parading like they're normal guys. And it's fucking insane to me. Like, these these are things where someone's just saying them in front of the camera. They're being filmed. Yeah. And they're saying them like, yeah, this is, no, this is a totally normal and fine way to talk about women. You're saying these guys that send unsolicited dick pics are not normal? <laughs> well, apparently they are very normal. Apparently, apparently, most, apparently most people are just like clicking around on Twitter yes. or Facebook or whatever, and they see someone and they're like, "You're a nice-looking lady. I can't see if your tits are big enough to fit my criteria that meets my type, but maybe <laughs> I'll just shoot you a quick picture of my cock." 
Right. You'll get back to me about it and we'll go we'll from We'll open there. a dialogue. Well, don't yeah. worry. The study says <laughs> that... Opening a dialogue. <laughs> opening a dialogue. <laughs> the reactions that men most desire are positive. Feelings of attractiveness, for instance, not negative, as people often expect, Peterson said. That doesn't mean to suggest we should blindly accept this type of activity or not censure men for sending unsolicited images. Consent is sexy and the sending of unsolicited images violates consent. But it does mean that without science to guide our understanding of people's behavior, we may surely be making unfounded assumptions. Sounds pretty founded, bro. Feels like there's a lot of defending these guys in here. Well, like... It's like, oh, they just they just want a pussy pick back. It's not sexist. <laughs> you you can't you can't and there's no other way to get that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. On the internet. How the fuck is this guy drawing the line between consent is sexy, sending unsolicited images violates consent, right? Mm. We, can, we can all agree. Right. right. But their their intentions are good. <laughs> they are pure of heart. But <laughs> They're pure like, of heart. <laughs> like, where's the fuck? Uh, you know, I, I think that there are, in fairness, I think that there are a lot of guys out there who mentally are not making the connection between the idea that doing this, like, and, and especially if we're talking about someone that you have have not had any previous kind of, like, fucking interactions yes. with. Because I understand this is a thing that guys do, right? They just send send a woman a few messages. Hey, you're cute. Photo yep. of my dick. Yep. And with no prior contact, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that there are a lot of guys out there who genuinely don't connect the idea that this is the same thing as, like, going up to someone in a park with a trench coat on and opening mm. the trench coat to and reveal your you penis. penis. Yeah, no. They would never do that kind of thing. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Because consent is sexy, but hey... We don't want to be making any unfounded assumptions about the guy in the park who's showing his dick to a lady on a bench. No. Well, the study says that's not to say that all men have good intentions when they send an unsolicited image. About 10% agreed with the statement, sending dick pics gives me a feeling of control over the person I've sent it to. Cool. And nearly 6% agreed that I feel a sense of dislike towards women and sending dick pics is satisfying. Let me tell you, I believe more than 6% of them actually felt that way. <laughs> yeah, I, like, like, I'm really hung up on the idea that this is like a self-reported statistic. I think that, yep. like, so you've got 6% that understand this about themselves, which is one hurdle to cross, and are willing to admit it in even yep. a, an anonymized <laughs> survey, you know? Yep. Um, I, I think that those are... Those are two things that you would be very unlikely to get out of people because, like, if if you're if you're willing to both understand and admit those things, you are probably also accepting that they are bad. Yeah, probably. You know, so like, uh, how what percentage of people can you get to agree with the statement? I am a fucking piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Versus though, who are actually, mm? That uh, that six percent might just be working very hard. Maybe. Hmm. They're putting in the hard yards to <laughs> send out the wrong message to people. Working overtime. <laughs> and that message's got a big old dick in it. Oh, it sure does. It, Our results... Well, the dick doesn't mm. have to be big. No, it doesn't have to be big. <laughs> it probably isn't. But um, just the angle makes it look that way. <laughs> you gotta, you got to shoot it from, like, right down near your thighs. Women will love <gasps> that angle. That's right. They, women love an what, angle like, that it's from below the penis. Yeah, and from it has below, your, looking over like, it like double that picture chin. of Shrek. It's got like <laughs> a, an image of your face from underneath in the dick pic. That's what mm -hmm. women love. Yep. It's the most flattering angle. Uh, it sure is. Uh, our results indicate that a significant minority of men reported sending dick pics with the intention of eliciting negative emotions in the recipients. Shock, fear, and disgust, the researchers said in their study. This is the best bit. We still need to examine women's responses and reactions to receiving unsolicited dick pics because, again, the assumption is that women universally find the receipt of such images repugnant. Without science, we don't yet know the varied responses women have to receiving dick pics. Huh. And they certainly must be varied as women are not all the same and human sexuality is exceptionally diverse, he added. 
We are in the process of collecting data regarding women's reactions to receiving unsolicited dick pics in order to more fully understand this phenomenon. We are sending pictures of our dicks out to thousands of women (laughs) over here at the Orgasm Research Lab. (laughs) The Orgasm Research Lab. We are working around the cock. Sending a dick pic and being like, excuse me, ma'am, I'm from the Orgasm Research Lab. Just wondering what you think of my penis. <laughs> On a scale of one to five, where one is mildly horny. <laughs> like, yeah, I just... Is this like some uh, if a tree falls in the forest type shit? It's a, If it's like if a guy sent a picture of his dick with the intention of making a woman feel like discomfort uh, and disgust, but she actually loved it, then was mm. it violating consent? Was it actually bad? Or was he was he doing good for the women of the world? You know? If you are a man listening to this podcast who has sent an unsolicited dick pic and received a positive response, please write in. I would be fascinated to hear that story. Please write into mailbag at com and describe the angle, uh, the, the <laughs> yeah, lighting. Describe how the framing, the lighting. How you framed the shot, uh, what kind of camera you used. I refuse to believe that you were using the grainy 1024 by 768 camera on your MacBook. No one's getting a good picture with that. Definitely not. Yeah, just just cut it out. How about that? Just fucking just, cut it out. Unless you're actively sexting, you don't have to do this anymore. You don't. We'd rather you didn't. I'd rather you didn't. And you don't need to be studying this. <laughs> Very silly. Just simply ask any woman <laughs> that you've ever met in your life. I wonder how, like... I wonder what kind of way you could actually get a, an accurate read on this because I I say bullshit to this to this survey. I say that this survey is actually a representation of how many men you could admit you could get to admit to the reason they were actually yeah to be in a real piece of people. shit yeah because like I think um you remember like uh I f- I feel like this is the thing we talked about on the show ages ago. How, like, um, Clementine Ford, notorious feminist Clementine Ford, mm. uh, she would get messages from, like, fucking boys from private schools saying, you're too ugly to rape or whatever. And yeah. she would, like, contact the school and go, check this out. Um, and, and yeah, it's, this is one of these things where it's like, do you think that if you uh, if you were forced to explain to other people in your life why you were sending pictures of your cock to like a whole bunch of women you don't know, that do you think it would fly to be like, oh well, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like the first line that you use when you approach a lady in the grocery store. You know, I'm just trying to pique interest. I'm tr- I'm trying to flatter her. Mm. I'm really I'm trying to let her out there. I'm trying to let her know that she is desirable, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to let her know she's worthy. Do you think anybody's buying that? Uh, if you were forced Surely to not. kind of defend it out loud in public or how many people would be like, no, I just, it just makes me <laughs> horny to do. Just makes me horny. Weird stuff. You don't have to do it. <laughs> no. People do weird things when they're horny. Um, People do weird they sure things. Do. They they evade quarantine. They do stuff like uh, there was there was uh, a guy in quarantine in Las Vegas. So like the UFC, uh, when they get people to come and do fights, they like check them in, they test them, and then they get them to stay in a hotel room, and mm-hmm. then they can just like leave the hotel room and do stuff. Uh, well, it doesn't really matter in the United States of America. <laughs> yeah, in Las Vegas, you know. Um, but one guy got busted uh, going to another hotel room by climbing across the balconies, like three <laughs> rooms over, uh-huh. to get to another Classic hotel move. room. I'm going to assume that was maybe something horny related, but I guess they're having trouble controlling people in hotels. And fortunately... In the ironclad state of Victoria, they're moving mm. fast, Robocop style, to sort this out. Thank God. This is from IT News. Uh, Victoria to trial roving robots in quarantine <laughs> hotels. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Why? 
Get back in your room. You have 30 <laughs> seconds to comply. I want some ED209s roaming the hallways, getting ready to absolutely fucking rail some tennis players with miniguns. That would be great. I want the um, chopping mall robots <laughs> to be roaming the quarantine hotels. <laughs> Honestly, if they if they just minigunned Rafael Nadal, I'd actually be on board. That'd be it. I'd be like, oh, okay. oh, all right. Well, look, I I don't think we should be like you know, worshiping technology and all this sort of stuff. And it's probably places our money could go. But you did kind of whip out those dual miniguns and turn Rafael Nadal's, like, torso into horrible red Swiss cheese. Mm. So who's to say what's right and wrong? You did convert uh, Rafael Nadal into a pink mist, and that's pretty cool. The Victorian government will trial the use of roving autonomous security robots in its hotel quarantine program in the wake of several infection control breaches over the past eight months. The agency leading the state's quarantine program, COVID-19 Quarantine Victoria, will undertake the pilot in the coming weeks to strengthen CCTV surveillance in the hotels. IT News, under- <laughs> IT News <laughs> understands that one five-foot cone-shaped robot from US-based physical security services provider Cobalt Robotics will initially be piloted. It's just one robot. <laughs> Just why, is, why is he cone-shaped? One robot uh, wandering the halls, immediately wandering into a stairwell and just like getting trapped till its fucking battery runs out. <laughs> running around like a Roomba, <laughs> like running well, into the wall. I'm looking for a picture of this bad boy, and I hate to say it, but before the show... Lucy and I both immediately surmised that this would be just like the fucking robot that they have at the grocery store that looks for spills. The fucking Woolworths robot with his fucking smug little smiley face. Lo his- and behold, look at this stupid fucking thing. Oh, have you found the actual robot? Yeah, I got a picture for you right there. <laughs> oh my God, it is just the supermarket robot. <laughs> it's just a, a tall, conical, stupid thing that's going to roam around filming stuff. So, yeah. you know, get on get on like eBay, get on Alibaba, order yourself some of those glasses that like fuck up security cameras. Mm. You know those ones mm. with like the infrared stuff or whatever it is mm-hmm. on them? Uh, yeah, and you will put this motherfucker out of business. I feel like we're really loosely using the term robot these days. You know, when I hear robot, I want like a humanoid thing with arms and legs that can yeah, do you shit. Want this is just a thing. Limbs. That's right. This is just like a big Roomba. It doesn't do anything. It just yeah. has a camera on it. It's a tall, yeah. It's like a tall remote control car with cameras. I I do tend to think when somebody says robot, I think the first criteria in my mind is like something that does something. Right. Uh, this isn't going to stop anyone escaping quarantine. So, so we watched uh, a documentary, an HBO documentary the other week that was uh, like about Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. And it was mm-hmm. really interesting because they talked to like a lot of people who worked there and worked in like the labs and worked in the clinics and stuff. Um, people just laughing the whole time as they described how completely bullshit the operation was. Um, but they were showing like, you know, the, the labs where like actual sort of testing with full, like actual lab testing with full scale machines and stuff takes place. And even that, just watching that old school shit of like, you know, the robot arms, just like turning around and grabbing little files and putting them where they're meant to go and like Mm. shuffling stuff around and, and doing shit quickly and with precision, even just an arm that is yeah, doing that. Yeah, cool as hell. It was very impressive to me. Yeah. I was like, I feel mm. like it's been a fucking while since I've seen a robot do something that wasn't just like aimlessly meander around in a space and occasionally bump into something and turn and go back the other way. Like the fucking guy at the supermarket. Hate that big tall bitch. I hate that guy. Fuck that guy. I do talk shit to the robot when I'm <laughs> in the vicinity of it. I have to like dash down the aisle pretty quick just so I can get some rough language off to the robot before my kids catch up with me and hear what I'm saying. Throw a, throw a ball of orange juice at the ground. <laughs> and, and, you know, maybe this one will be as useful as the supermarket robot, which takes up um, a whole ass half of the aisle. 
It takes up as much as like, um, you know, if there was just like a seven foot tall guy walking down the aisle. Walking slowly with no spatial awareness. Yeah, at about half a kilometer an hour. Uh, stopping occasionally. If you go near him, he stops. That's cool. Starts beeping and shit. And the only thing it will do is see a spill on the ground. And then it says, oh, a spill. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't even it. clean the spill. I hate that robot. I'll, I'll go up the front and fucking tell somebody about a spill if you get rid of the robot. You know? Let's crowdsource telling someone at the store about the spill. Right. All well, th- this robot is equally as useless, so. Do you think they, do you think, like, it's just a company that gives Woolworths the robots and says, oh, just try them out, see how they go. Like, I can't believe that anybody has successfully made a case to the Woolworths grocery chain that having this in the store will be worth, like, however many fucking millions of dollars they cost. It, no, they're for man, they're monitoring us. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna take a different tack and say that these were 100% like a captain's pick to be like we're gonna believe we're gonna be so cool uh, oh, like so an, like an ex- world an executive just saw it and said that's fucking cool yeah that's cool as <laughs> shit wow we really are living in the future we are because uh, like they're so fucking useless they take up so much space I am sure they cost so much fucking money. And they don't do anything. They don't, like, they find a spill and then they don't clean it up. I've really it's, got off track in this quarantine robot. <laughs> it's less functional than a Roomba, which comes back to Lucy's original point. It's a fucking Roomba with a camera on it. And this one is. This is bullshit. <laughs> it is fitted with a 360-degree camera and a selection of thermal depth and ultrasonic sensors. The robot will augment existing arrangements by conducting Roving patrols. Doesn't but even I will have a gun. say this one thing. Uh, unlike all the security guards that apparently look after the quarantine, um, I can't see this robot actually fucking anybody. <laughs> can't fuck. <laughs> that is the important part. This robot is not programmed horny. to be non horny. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing it's got on the Circo security guards. <laughs> Asexual. <bro>. Asexual Roomba. <laughs> Someone's someone's gonna slap a suction cup dildo to the front of this thing and ruin the whole operation. Hey, don't make that don't make that rumba sexy. <laughs> but like, do do you think that um in a quarantine type hotel that everybody everybody who is in quarantine is staying like in the one part of the hotel in the one hallway and all within uh like line of sight of this fucking right. robot. This is going to be so useless. It's going to yeah. patrol one floor really slowly. It has to be between those little IR barriers that they put down. <laughs> and then it like, because if it goes any further, it's going to suck up all the pillows and just fuck <laughs> up the whole place. The robot what a piece trial. Of shit. Go on. The robot trial is one of several being conducted. Uh, being considered by CQV to boost CCTV surveillance. We are currently considering options to install additional CCTV cameras at quarantine hotels to strengthen the present coverage, a spokesman told IC News. CCTV is an important tool for checking resident compliance and well-being. Oh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. having my fucking well-being checked by a mm-hmm. security yeah. robot with three. Yeah, I love a... I love a two-in-one compliance and wellness check. That's when you know <laughs> you're getting some synergies. I love it when uh, sometimes I'm feeling down and then I get scanned by a 360-degree camera with like <laughs> thermal uh, technology. <laughs> and yeah. they, it perks me up, man. It perks me up. We are always looking at ways to improve and strengthen the quarantine program, including exploring how new technology can play a role within the quarantine system. Oh, we solved it. We're fine. We're good. Just don't pay your security guards enough that they don't have to get another job. <laughs> like that's all you have to do. You don't have Stop to buy a robot. These stupid fucking robots. <laughs> buy them some skin mags too. You know, so that like they don't have to go looking for TNA around the hotel. That's right. Get them a flashlight and give them the time. Give security guards a flashlight. Give them a a range. Give them Playboy for the guards who like, you know, the the classy stuff. Give them Penthouse for the guys who got to see some hole. Speaking of which, RIP Larry Flint. Oh, yeah. (laughs) See, I assumed he was already dead. 
Same. I'm he, very shocked by this. He looked like he should have been dead like 20 years ago. <laughs> no offense to Larry Flynn. Um, uh, horniness does do a, a number on your body and soul, though. <laughs> uh, what was the thing? That's I was, why I look so youthful. Uh, what was the thing I was I was reading about the other day that like um. Uh, like there was a a lady who uh had a bunch of like, um, not like n- uh, naked pictures of herself, like stolen or they were gonna get sold or something. Uh, she was like a, a mild celebrity. Um, I want to say it was like, fucking, uh, what was her name? Elizabeth Smart or something. She she was a lady who got like held captive in Iraq or something, and there were a bunch of naked photos of her that some ex boyfriend had. And Larry Flint bought them just to stop them from getting out in the public. Oh. Yeah. What a, what a nice horn dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> he bought them just... Lovely. And so he got them, though? Yeah. I do, well, I don't know if he ever, you know, just shared seems them with like, anybody. Seems like... No, no. But, I mean, seems like Larry Flint got a win-win there. He's uh, he's kind of feeding his own horrible, horny little habit. Yeah. As well as keeping some... Uh, non-consensual pictures off the street. R.I.P. Larry Flint, the pervert who R. changed R. America mm-hmm. and bought the whole to the people, you know? Yep. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if Muhammad won't go to the whole. <laughs> Bring the whole oh. to the people. <laughs> so, there you go. Uh, there you go, Victorian government. Let the people have some a few magazines with hole, a few magazines with that hole, a few magazines. Solves everything. Few magazines where somebody's hanging dong. Cover all the bases. You know. Yeah, take that, dictator Dan. Take that, dictator Dan. You heard it here first. Thank you for joining us on this and probably one of the last episodes of uh, Freemium Free Brewery. It's a short month, isn't it? It is. It's always, always very surprising to me how soon February is over. Yeah, I didn't mean to pick the shortest month. It was just the the one that also started with an F, you know? Yep. Because I tell you what, freemium free brewery just rolls off the tongue. It really sure does. The people love to hear it and they love to say it. Flows it flows out good. of your mouth. Freemium free brewery. Yeah, Theo, let's hear it. Freemium free brewery. Perfect. <laughs> Fucking perfect. <laughs> that, folks, is the is the art of promotion. You know? Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, mm-hmm. We hope you learned something. We hope you stop sending pictures of your penis to people who have not asked to see them. Um, but if they have asked to see them, maybe they can print one it. out. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm going to print one out. Slap it up on the cockpit. <laughs> <laughs> slap it up inside the cockpit of the F-35 that I'm going to test fly tomorrow. Just so I know what I'm, what I'm fighting for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye. Bye.